Welcome to the Rambling Health Net, presented by Simply for Life, where we talk about everything nutrition, fitness, food, lifestyle, and you get the point. Let's get to rambling. All right, welcome everybody to the Rambling Health Net podcast, presented by Simply for Life. I am Ashley, and today's guest for our Nappy Naps podcast is Dr. Glenn Sullivan. Thank you so much for coming out. And thank you for inviting me, Ashley. Anytime. We haven't known each other for very long. Um, Basically work out side by side at a local gym when I show up and when you show up, (laughs) right? (laughs) Sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we just go, "Mm, morning, and that's it, right? But um, it came out that you're actually a doctor. Yeah, (laughs) I I was like, whoa, mind blown. And uh, you specialize in a few different things, hey? Yes. Let's talk about you. Tell Uh, me about you. All right. Well, my uh, primary specialty is I'm a lung specialist, a respirologist, Mm -hmm. or in the United States, they call them pulmonologists. And uh, then I did training in critical care. Mm -hmm. And uh, after a while, I I can't say I got bored. Maybe I got tired. Oh. (laughs) And I was in... At that point, I was an expert in having no sleep. Right. But uh, as part of my training, we uh, were fortunate to have one of the world's experts on sleep uh, in the facility Mm -hmm. where I did training. And so I did some special training in sleep medicine. And I found that in the early years of my practice, which at that time was in western Nova Scotia, more and more people were uh, having sleep issues, yet it was an unrecognized problem as, you know, a field of medicine. It's Mm -hmm. a very new field of medicine. And because I had the awareness, I happened to identify certain issues and problems in patients with, Mm -hmm. uh, at that time, mainly obstructive sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. And as the doctors and nurses and uh, patients to for that matter became more aware of that sleep issues were a real thing mm-hmm. um, more and more referrals came into me <laughs> for became these. very popular <laughs> and it over a course of uh, a few years it pushed all of my other patients aside mm-hmm. and I had to make a decision to uh, pursue it in more detail, which I did, and a whole bunch of things happened, and ultimately I ended up here. Yeah, and he- here you are here today. Here in St. John. Yeah. Yes, and on the Simply for Life podcast. And on the Simply, and that's the whole reason I did. I think did. you, have you hit the pinnacle of your career well, today? Well, it's, it's right here, yeah. I spent the last 15, 20 years mm-hmm. for this moment. <laughs> yeah. And then after this broadcast, I'll probably <laughs> retire. Yeah, please don't cry. Don't cry. I, you know, um, end of the line <laughs> right here, right here in Darling's <laughs> Island. <laughs> yep. Sleep is very important. Very, very important, as you mm-hmm. just spoke about. Um, what does, what happens to our bodies when we sleep? What happens? I know it sounds like a really broad topic. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's huge. It's like, what happens to your body when you're awake? Right. How do you answer that? I have so much going on and, right now. And <laughs> that's that's about the level of the question. Right. It's, uh, we spend a third of our life asleep, mm-hmm. and it's really um, a different physiologic state. And I'll try not to use too many big words <laughs> or uh, jargon, but uh, 
please stop me and ask me about any specifics, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, in, in essence, uh, sleep can be defined behaviorally. Mm-hmm. I mean, people look still and um, they're not moving and sometimes they snore and sometimes <laughs> they stop breathing. Right. And unfortunately, sometimes they die. But, That's right. Uh, uh, but it's uh, our body and you can approach this from the behavioral part, but then the physiologic part, uh, what happens to all the parts of our body and what's inside of us, starting from the brain to the toes. Mm. Um, in a word, everything kind of slows down. And there's a healing process that kind of happens when well, we're in resting state? Uh, yeah. Healing or you like could feel say Feel free to dumb it down for me because no, I want to no, know. No, it's, it's just a, like you could look at this question um, from starting with the head. Uh, the brain activity, uh, most people think of sleep as being an on and off switch, mm-hmm. like a light. You're awake and you're asleep. Mm-hmm. But in the brain, the brain actually is pretty much overall almost as active as it is uh, when you're awake, especially in the different stages. And we might talk about that a little uh, mm-hmm. later. Uh, our heart rate uh, can slow down and our uh, the... Uh, breathing pattern is is different and this is a little bit different a difficult question to answer mm-hmm. simply because there are several stages of sleep right. and different things happen in different stages we'll run it let's run us through the so, stages um well sleep is composed of uh it used to be four stages and they mm-hmm. combined stage three and four into stage three so there's uh strictly speaking wake is a stage mm-hmm. the, uh there's stage one, stage two, stage three, and REM sleep, rapid eye movement sleep, or uh, commonly called dream sleep, mm-hmm. but it you don't necessarily always dream in REM sleep, and you can dream in other stages of sleep, but mm-hmm. each stage of sleep is really cool. Stage one is a transition stage. That's the stage where if you whisper in somebody's ear, hey, are, are you awake? That's creepy. <laughs> It's creepy. <laughs> our twelve-year-old our came into the bedroom one morning. It was just like, "Dad," and I'm like, Ugh. "Like I thought yeah. I was gonna have a heart attack." It's like our five-year-old, right. "Grampy, Grampy, are you awake?" Right. Well, I am now. I am now. But uh, <laughs> stage one sleep is we. It's like shifting through neutral, going from uh, one stage to another. Mm-hmm. We often will have a little bit of stage one sleep, but we certainly uh, go through that initially when we start falling asleep, and. That is the stage where children will have night terrors mm-hmm. and confusional arousals, mm-hmm. and it's uh, very easy uh, in general to wake up from stage sleep. Stage two sleep is the main going down the highway at 100K. Right. You know, it's the main workhorse <laughs> sleep that we do, and uh, again, your, your whole body uh, is in sort of like a bubble bath relaxed state and you just kind (laughs) of calm down and relax and your heart rate slows Mm -hmm. and some cool things happen like the urge to go to the bathroom is inhibited so you don't with good sleep you're not getting up every two hours to pee uh and um our it's just a a very uh restorative uh, Mm -hmm. good stage of sleep stage three sleep uh and again now with stage four uh combined as stage three is um 
the stage where little kids especially will sleepwalk from that stage. We have one and of those too. Same guy. It's, Same yeah. guy. Did last and night. It's an amazing <laughs> uh, stage of sleep in that we're very refractory to external noise. And uh, there's the classic story, a true story of a guy in California in the earthquake zone <laughs> where uh, he woke up he, he swore he had insomnia and couldn't sleep and he woke up one morning and said oh darn another horrible night of sleep <laughs> I didn't get a wink of sleep and he looked up and he realized he was looking at the sky because Whoa. the roof had caved in right and that's the kind of thing that can happen in stage three sleep he was out and <laughs> uh it's a it's a stage of sleep that's very hard to wake someone up from mm -hmm. and that's the stage where if you get a phone call in the middle of the night and you you're talking and you do the whole conversation and then you wake up the next morning and you have no, no recollection, recollection yeah. that you actually mm -hmm. had had uh any phone call and it's really difficult to get your thoughts kind together of disturbing a little bit and, yeah whereas if you wake up from maybe stage one sleep or from dream sleep you're mentally you're right, right there you're alert and then of course the uh cool REM sleep that's like the sports car asleep yeah. you know <laughs> our brain activity uh unlike uh most of the other stages of sleep that slows down mm -hmm. quite a lot. Our brain activity is actually almost just like being awake. Oh, wow. And uh, several cool things happen in, in dream sleep. No, I mean, everybody knows about the visual imagery that right. we have, but our muscles are paralyzed, if you will, mm -hmm. or inhibited, so you can't move. Otherwise... Well, well, how do you describe the fact that I dream that I'm flying and that I could fly all the time? Well, you can... <laughs> how do what does I, that mean? We have to get a, a psychologist. I mean, dream in here. <laughs> but just to finish about the, yeah. you know, your, your muscles, you, you can't mm -hmm. move. Right. Otherwise, you'd be chasing dinosaurs down the highway at three o'clock in the morning true so god put us in neutral <laughs> right or uh and there are some uh disorders where uh people overcome that inhibition in mm -hmm. their muscles and they actually act out their dreams right. that's called the rem behavior disorder and and that can be quite uh quite uh uh, frustrating for for right. couples especially mm -hmm. because you know many wives <laughs> are tired of getting hit in the face yes. or, or kicked yeah. in the stomach I've been, or, kicked, I've been kicked in the back or, or elbowed in the back and and, well, and retaliated that, that <laughs> but there are other sleep movement disorders that could lead to being elbowed or beaten up mm. but the the scariest one is the the REM behavior disorder mm -hmm. is what it's called and it's more commonly seen in older men mm -hmm. and it uh, can be associated now people can have it as a standalone disorder but it can uh, predate the onset of things like Parkinson's disease by mm. by as long as 10 years wow. but the practical consideration is that you end up replacing lampshades because you know you get up, they're usually yeah. defensive not violent per se mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you're either uh, defending yourself from an attacker and you end up punching a lampshade thinking it's a bad guy and <laughs> and uh and sometimes most of the time you have no idea that this is that even you're, happening you're doing it mm -hmm. and and you only know it when you know a partner or an observer mm -hmm. says well you know you were punching a lampshade and 
might say, well, that was funny because I dreamed I was punching some, you know, right. robber. Right, a boxer. In the house. Yeah. <laughs> right. So those, that's wow. a, a brief rundown of the stages of yeah. sleep, and each of them are associated with different physiologic consequences. Mm -hmm. In REM sleep, your heart rate is accelerated and your breathing mm -hmm. is irregular, just like you might be if you were actually doing some of the activity. Right. Whereas in uh, um, stage two sleep, your heart rate and breathing rate are very steady and predictable mm -hmm. and slow down. Um, but all together, what, and people often ask me, well, what stage is the best stage? What's deep sleep or the, the restorative sleep? Right. Well, classically, they used to call deep sleep mm -hmm. stage three sleep because you couldn't wake people up. So, mm -hmm. oh, you're in deep sleep. But the restorative the sense of restoration and feeling refreshed in the morning comes from going through the stages in a, all the stages in a the very cycles smooth manner. and up and down, right. whoops, up and down yeah. through REM sleep. And <laughs> Glenn's uh, just wrecking our stuff here. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, you need more sleep, buddy. That, He's just, just coming off vacation. So <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a towel. To no, we're fine. Up. Yeah. So, um, everything is waterproof here, right? You got it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's going th up and down through the different stages of sleep without a lot of interruptions and, and uh, that gives you that sense of, of refreshment and mm -hmm. most people will feel uh, the best when they wake up out of we almost always have that last minute uh, last um, 30 minutes of REM sleep uh, to wake up from mm -hmm. and once we get through that I think that gives you that really good feeling sometimes like you know when you wake up uh, to let the dog go out and you yes. jump back in bed and everybody will say that last 30 minutes of was sleep the was the best, best I had and yep. you might dream during that it's time true. and yep. and it's getting that little extra boost of a through the yeah. REM sleep at yeah, the end of right. your sleep stage that makes you feel feel good good and rested. and now so back to your original yes. question about what happens to the body yeah um every organ system is affected by by sleep mm -hmm. and to have normal and good functioning of our body you have to have good sleep mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure you'll want to talk about the weight gain and weight loss well, sure. uh, aspects yeah, of it. Definitely. And this is a good example of mm -hmm. what happens to our body. Mm -hmm. um, as we um, sleep uh, in the late latter part of the evening, uh, there's a couple hormones that are uh, produced in our body, leptin and ghrelin, mm -hmm. and those are... Uh, strange words to most people, still including to me. I have them, I have them right here. Yeah. Look, I was so smart. Yeah, I know. I was impressed <laughs> that you asked me to specifically talk about those. Yeah, well, but, they seem pretty uh, important. I usually, when I'm talking to other people, maybe less knowledgeable right. as you and worldly. Oh, stop. And, oh Glenn. And, and, and oh, Glenn. <laughs> Be careful, uh, my ego. I talk about the, the gas pedal for our appetite and the brake for our appetite. Mm -hmm. Well, normally as the evening goes on, the brake goes on and uh, the gas, the foot comes off the gas mm -hmm. pedal. But when we do not get enough sleep, uh, that's reversed. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get this ravenous appetite before you go to bed mm -hmm. and oftentimes that's simply because you're not getting enough sleep mm -hmm. and the body is compensating for it and it finally dawned on me one one time that well that makes actually perfect sense because we 
get energy for our body in two ways by eating and sleeping, sleeping. and when you They're two of my very favorite things that's right and there's a okay and <laughs> <laughs> um and when we do not get enough sleep i promised you i wouldn't be inappropriate no, you, oh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying i'm trying <laughs> you're I'm doing trying. great you're doing great but uh when you you uh need that energy the mm -hmm. the brain actually lies to you and tells you that well if i'm not getting the sleep oh i must be hungry right and it's not just a lack of willpower at 11 o'clock when you want that big mac and french fries with gravy <laughs> i mean it, when we get that appetite surge it's not just well i want a nice fresh garden salad yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm gonna eat that uh, you know you go for the chips and ice cream right and uh or the snacky snacks the, instead the of the nappy snacks, naps snacks, yeah and right. and that's a large part due to the fact that you're not getting enough right. sleep and uh again if you are interested in losing weight mm -hmm. uh it's sleep will give you the other big thing sleep does it and this is obvious you don't need a doctor to tell you that you feel better that's you're right. more mentally alert you're more focused mm -hmm. and you can be more disciplined right and so uh the combination of having the better uh presence of mind and the physiologic benefits mm -hmm. of having your body function the way it should and the hormones working the way they should uh it, it gives you a fighting chance to mm -hmm. lose weight. You still have to make a, it's still a choice. Right. I'm not going to eat and you work for it, but at least you have a fighting chance. If you've had and quality rest. Then you get into other disorders mm -hmm. of, of sleep, like sleep apnea or mm -hmm. uh, any, really any cause of sleep restriction um, goes hand in hand with that to drive your, your appetite and they've they've shown and studied it and the the actual number of calories is, is somewhat variable but my rule of thumb is 500 calories a day mm -hmm. more you will ingest when you're sleep restricted right getting you know six or four hours of sleep mm -hmm. and uh i don't have to tell you that 500 calories a day 3500 a week that's what a pound of fat Mm -hmm, costs and mm -hmm. calories yeah uh, four pounds of fat a month in 12 months that's almost 50 pounds a month that's that your right. body has to either burn off mm -hmm. or that's uh 40 pounds of 50 pounds of fat you didn't have to you know worry about right so sleep is uh and it, it happens slowly and yeah. incrementally so we don't notice it mm -hmm. but it's it's if somebody really wanted to lose weight that's the most important thing and uh with disorders like sleep apnea mm -hmm. where you stop breathing for people that may not be i think everybody knows about sleep apnea now then there's different kinds but the most common kind is obstructive sleep apnea yes. where you literally suck your airway yeah. closed at night mm -hmm. uh with those uh every time y you wake up to start breathing again you're you know that nice like i call it the parasympathetic bubble bath the parasympathetic nervous system is mm -hmm. this 
nervous system that relaxes you. It's the mm-hmm. opposite of the fire alarms, the fight right. and flight, mm-hmm. you know, ding, 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 mm-hmm. ding. So well, you should be in this nice parasympathetic bubble bath of sleep. And then all of a sudden you're not breathing and the brain says, hey, mm, hey buddy, I'm waiting, I'm up. waiting. Yeah. Come on, come on, come on. And then all of a sudden, ding, 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 right. ding, ding. Your adrenaline goes up, right. your stress hormones go, go up, your mm-hmm. cortisol goes up, your sugars go up. Sugars so go diabetics, up. because cortisol is a stress yes. hormone that causes your glucose mm-hmm. to uh, pour into your bloodstream right. and all and that so for all emergencies. Those so those are spiking. Wow. Your blood pressure goes up. That leads to permanent changes that can lead right. to chronic blood pressure. Mm-hmm. But again, in the context of eating and diet and all that, mm-hmm. your glucose goes up and your diabetes. If you have diabetes, it can be worsened. There was one study, and I'll just sort of mm. paraphrase it mm-hmm. uh, briefly, where they took a, a bunch of normal, healthy 25-year-old guys and sleep-restricted them. And their glucoses were the equivalent of a, a pre-diabetic pregnant woman. Oh, my goodness. You know? And so just by restricting their, their, hours, their of hours of sleep. So when you say, well, what happens to our body yeah. when we sleep? <laughs> um, it's Sleep is the foundation of all other functions mm-hmm. in our body. But a person will have the same disorders, the same physiology, everything is the same as when you're awake, mm-hmm. but during the sleep state, there's a twist to everything. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's a little added twist um, that makes it a bit different. Mm-hmm. So uh, sleep medicine is much like awake medicine except for you're taking it and putting it in a different context and uh, our body is a it's simultaneously getting rest but it's a very active complicated Mm -hmm. process with a lot of things going on it's the farthest thing from an on off switch that you could imagine well let's say you know someone is obviously a lot of people have a hard time sleeping or having a quality sleep what sorts of things could you do in a natural way, um, you know, nutrition wise, maybe supplement wise, possibly, um, you know, where they could get a better quality sleep. Well, <clears throat> it may come to you as a surprise, mm-hmm. but a good diet, exercise. Oh, I'm shocked. And, and, <laughs> I'm shocked by all this. And keeping a regular schedule. Yes. Probably the hardest thing for us all to do. And most important thing for us all to do is go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are like clocks. Yeah. And very much so. Um, sleep is the, the little sleep center and daylight mm-hmm. uh, center in the part of the brain called the suprachiasmic nucleus and right. the hypothalamus. But <laughs> I like that. Deep, in, deep inside our Throw brain, those big words at there's, us, Glenn. there's a master <laughs> clock yeah. that all other timing mm-hmm. episodes that go on our body are controlled by this. And every cell, many, all the cells actually have their own little internal clocks. So we are very much driven by... Uh, by the 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 master clock Mm -hmm. and here's another shocker would you believe (laughs) that that clock is totally under the control of light and dark okay now go figure really and you know so (laughs) light shift workers have such a hard time this is where light is is you know we live in a a light polluted environment Mm -hmm. 
and disrespect light totally but it is we evolved over millions of years mm -hmm. totally in response to the light and dark cycle right we are so much in intertwined with that mm -hmm. that that is what cues our our body timing our physiologic mm -hmm. responses and our sleep and wake yes. so obviously the other thing diet exercise mm -hmm. keep a regular schedule right pay attention to light exposure mm -hmm. uh, if if you read about it you know it's common to see uh, exposure to blue light mm -hmm. uh, before bedtime or light in general mm -hmm. uh, before bedtime can de delay sleep onset by as long as uh, as much as an hour right and so you know everything about sleep is really common sense uh, motherhood and apple pie as they yeah. say but it you almost have to have be hit over the head to remember it it's and true. realize that it's simple it's obvious but if you pay attention to mm -hmm. it and do it you can have good sleep right right and of course there's the the mental aspect a lot of people take all their problems to bed so a very simple thing is right. uh, that i think is important and easily overlooked even writing a journal before you go to bed yes to, to just unload. Uh, to unload those yep, thoughts unload from it. your brain in fact they've even done um special brain scans mm -hmm. of people that would write uh, -huh. uh their thoughts uh, before going to bed yeah. and those activating centers in the brain mm -hmm. were actually cooled down so there is a, a real physiological I'm, a, I'm teased at home a little bit because i read i read these books that you that do not require any kind of thinking before i go to bed i read intellectual books at other times mm -hmm. like during the day but when i'm going to bed i read something that's complete fluff so i can just power down and that's what i do or i pinterest yeah. <laughs> I'm Pinterest at all the things that I know I'm probably never going to make. With blue, blue light sunglasses. Oh, of, of course. Yes, of course I to, do. But yeah. it's just, it's very important to unplug and, and, yeah. and de-stress before you go to bed. And yeah. then you can, like you said, have a quality sleep. Watching your diet, not diet, but watching your lifestyle, watching your food intake, what you're, what you're actually putting into your body, de-stressing yourself, yeah. being active, those are big <laughs> aspects to help contribute to a healthy sleep. And I'm uh, a, a little bit of a, a cynic or an outlier in my uh, approach to what most people call insomnia. Mm -hmm. uh, and insomnia is a uh, uh, really a symptom. Mm -hmm. uh, in short, 90% of insomnia is either due to a primary s other sleep problem like sleep mm -hmm. apnea, a mental health disorder, mm -hmm. or... Uh, a physical disorder. Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes I'll see patients with insomnia and you find out they're in pain all right. night long, tossing and turning. So you don't go to a sleep specialist for chronic pain, you treat your pain. If right. you have a mental health disorder, you seek the appropriate help in that domain. Mm -hmm. And uh, a very few people have this, you know, uh, I, I say they're born with 220 volts in their brain instead mm -hmm. of 120, and right. their brain just turnpikes you know just right. shoots down the highway all the time and they can't turn it off there are some of those people mm -hmm. and uh, for that kind of personality or person physiologic makeup maybe some sleeping pills might be a way to go but mm -hmm. really uh, 
I, I am not a big, there's not a lot of them out there that right. are really indicated for sleep. And I'm not a big fan of, of medications mm-hmm. because they have their own baggage. And uh, uh, really, um, counseling with behavioral, um, cognitive behavioral That's therapy right. is the uh, coin coin term and mm-hmm. or therapy and which is really a, a way to sort of and I am no expert on it but it it sort of helps you restructure your thinking and and develop coping behaviors right. and and that so mm-hmm. well I would like to thank you for being here today Dr. Glenn Sullivan everyone come by see us at Simply for Life you want any little tips on some uh, healthy lifestyle choices nutrition physical activity We are your people. And don't forget, it's a great day to have a great day. For more support and advice, visit us at simplyforlife.com, follow us on Facebook, or pop by and see us.